Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. My name is Greg Smith. And you've joined our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, The Hype. So let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. And uh, we realized we we're kind of in a transition because Greg just got back from vacation and I'm going to be heading out shortly. So uh, we're kind of two ships passing in the dark here. So uh, we thought we'd sit down and try to bang out a couple episodes. Uh, but we've been finding we're a little bit uh, long in our talking. So we're not sure how we're going to fit two in, but we're going to try. We are. We are. And actually, we uh, we had a great break this weekend, which we actually went golfing. But more importantly, we returned to the original scene of the crime, to the grill, where this whole idea uh, first uh, happened. They've opened up. Uh, they've got a patio. And uh, we went and ate way too large of uh, omelets. But it was kind of cool that because uh, it's been a long time since we've been there and uh, had a chance to kind of reconnect to where this all started with mouthfuls of eggs saying we should do a podcast <laughs> there was a little bit of disappointment because uh our favorite waiter she didn't serve us she did not i i didn't i didn't even see her there actually i saw one of our favorites that was actually over from us but uh yeah that would have been that would have been the cherry on the top of the uh, the the Sunday if if uh, if she would have been there. She's lovely. She's uh, just a, a passionate um, uh, server, someone who really connects with the customers, and and really someone who makes you feel um, you know uh, connected to that place. Yeah, I think we did pass her as we walked in, and just just to clear the air here, we did not have Sundays. We just ate eggs. I just didn't just want us eggs. to mislead everybody here that you know we did have. A reasonably healthy breakfast. We did not have a Sunday, although I'm sure if they have them there, they're really, really good, and not one bit of it is good for you. Right, right. I would agree, 100. percent Okay. Um, just to continue on, uh, we've both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We will start at the perspective of the employee and move on from there. We're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations, and we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And I think we will have a good discussion today. Yeah, I think we will too. I this topic, uh, I have been very guilty of many times. Interesting, interesting. I'm more of a victim, but this will be really, really good. Yeah, I agree. So the hype. The bosses bring in a new program or approach, and you experience some or all of the following. There is very little information on why this is happening. You are learning about a major change to one of your core functions, and it looks like an indictment. You get the feeling that you are failing at something. Some of your fellow workers are jumping on the new thing, and you are not convinced of the need or the quality of the new approach. Your boss seems to always have the need to change something or bring forward some new approach. So, Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? If unchecked, this can really uh, send people to spin, um, definitely reduce productivity and engagement. Um, again, as I said, I have been guilty of this. You know, I am a seven on the Enneagram. I am a very creative, fast-moving leader. Um, I love new ideas, 
and get excited about uh, new ideas. Not as much anymore. Now I've learned through growth and feedback that I need to slow down. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about things, some of the common sense things we can do. And probably there, a lot of those are going to be the things that I learned in my career. But early on, um, you know, again, I've talked earlier about the idea of intent versus impact. This is a this is bang on that really relates to that. So sometimes even good intentions end up having a bad impact. And this is one of those things where you might have read a book, you might have gone to a seminar, you might have met someone who's doing some really cool things that even if it is the right thing for the organization and your team, if it's not done well and set up, if you don't take the time to engage others, man, oh man, it can one, fall flat, two, uh, lose focus of the whole group, and three, just get people frustrated. Um, so uh, I have definitely, I, Greg Smith, have been a hype introducer. Does that feel better? It does. It does. So I think I'm a five on that scale that you're talking about, which means I want somebody to tell me what the parameters are and then get out of my way and let me do what I want to do. And I don't want to have little discussions about changes in approach and in new programs and stuff as I'm in the middle of what I'm doing. So uh, this is going to be an interesting conversation. So let's get down to some common sense here. What are some things as a manager to help us deal with the situation? The first one, be transparent about the need or the problem, how you got there, and what is going to happen. Oh, this is such a good one. And actually, I was coaching someone today about, uh, we were talking about uh, COVID, and we were talking about actually vaccine mandates, and how do you think about that? And um, uh, we were just talking about the importance of content, context, and intention being the two most important things in any change, any idea that you can provide. It's almost that work in the ground first before you even put in the plant, right? And if people understand, in this case, what the need of the problem is, what's the context? Why are we doing this? What's the intention behind it? You can save so much time because it's when those things don't exist, that the mind storms start, the spins occur. And earlier on, you talked about the thing about, wow, am I, am I in trouble? Am I not? Why am I not seeing it? All those things start. But if you're upfront and clear and then add space for questioning, uh, it's really, really helpful. Uh, and you're going to have greater success if you do that. So I love this one. And I think it is like the number one thing uh, when you're introducing something else or definitely at the top in the top three. Yeah, I think you hit it right on because if somebody's int introducing a change in what I do and they've never talked to me about it and they've never given any context, I automatically go to the place. Well, obviously I messed up and not happy with what I've been doing. And, and if, I, if they weren't happy, why didn't they talk about it in an evaluation or during a, a supervision meeting or something like that? And if you don't provide the context and, and frame it the right way, I think I failed. And I, I don't think, you know, you're happy with me. And so where people go next is, oh, they're going to get rid of me now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So number two, try to bring employees into any process to determine if there is an issue and to help frame the problem and to help moving forward to improve the situation. Yeah. And the other thing this does is it provide it creates champions. You know, we actually in our pre-session talked about uh you're 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 one of my champions for my safe brave circles uh 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 program. But um 
you know, with this one, so, so important, right? If you are tran transparent, if you provide the need and the problem, if you even provide a framework, I'm actually a big believer in the, here's an idea that I have that I think it could really help us with regards to, or here's a framework, and then ask for input. You know, what are, what, what worries you about it? You know, what's missing about it? What are the things that we need to consider as we go forward? Even, and, and even setting it up to say, you know, this is for input only, that doesn't mean that all of your input is going to be implemented, but some of it will, some of it always does. Um, all, all of a sudden you've got a group and get a cross-functional group, get good representation, of, especially of those that are impacted by this idea. Then you're going to have champions within each of those areas that are gonna say, yeah, you know what? Uh, they're going to be able to speak to the change. They're going to be able to see their changes and their ideas in the change. It's just such a, a such a smart idea. But often we think, well, we don't have time to do that. What's time? Time is setting up a meeting, being crisp and clear around the, the first point, the need and problem and why we're doing it, what we're thinking about it, and then saying we want your input before we move ahead on this idea. Ding, 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 ding. Big win um, if you do that. And don't change things for the sake of changing things. No one likes a pleaser. And we've all seen these types of people come into organizations where all they do is change stuff. And they just like to go to the people above them and say, look at all the work I'm doing. I'm changing things around. Things are going to be great. But it isn't always necessary. Yeah. And, you know, we're not really talking about this specific situation here. But often when the new person comes in, this is when that new thing always happens. And uh, just because you're new and just because you have different and varied experience doesn't mean you have to change things, at least change things right away. Um, so, uh, but there are people and you know what, I'm, as I said, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I like change, I like new things, but I've learned over my career that that's always not the best approach. Um, continuous improvement, tweaking, Learning, getting things better is a good thing, but ch large changes, eh, oh boy, oh boy, it takes a lot out of the organization and out of the individuals in your organization. Well, it causes fatigue, right? You know, too much yeah, change all the time. And and let's face it, you know, it's, it's, it's a fact. You know, a lot of change creates resistance and it creates people getting tired and uh, it chews up a lot of what the organization does. Mm-hmm. And you kind of hinted at this about tweaking. Really take a look at the problem. Sometimes it's just an execution or maybe a training issue or maybe a slight process change that needs to be brought in to smooth things out. Yeah, you know what? Often, um, you know, there's some great tools that are out there. They're especially around uh, Kaizen and uh, agile leadership and those kinds of things where folks uh, have an opportunity to bring... Um, uh, different voices to the table to look at the problem and um, and opening it up to those that are in it uh, versus those that lead it um, or include both is so powerful because you're right sometimes it's like you know it is how we do it sometimes it's I don't have the skills to be able to do it and if we just give this sometimes it's a larger change and a larger requirement but often it's the tweak stuff and, you know, there's that great story of, I think it's General General Mil, Man, General Motors, sorry, who uh, they had the engineers, you know, the university grads, engineers would come onto the floor and watch 
the guy on the floor or the gal on the floor and and write uh, the changes and then change all the systems and and uh, uh, the performance would go up 10%. And then they noticed that this person still had a higher level of performance. So they went and they went back and watched and wrote down things and they made all the changes again that, he, that the person was adapting and increased again and did this two or three times until they decided, well, maybe we should ask uh, the person what they were doing. And the person said, well, you know what? This is actually weirdly designed to be more effective for a left-handed person than a right-handed person. And if you just change this around and this machine, I think everybody would be more effective in this area. And if they would have done that the first time, they went through three iterations of change by observing versus engaging. And so uh, I just think, you know, ask, engage the question. Um, those are the folks that know, so. Imagine all the time and all the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine. And I don't know if it's if it's uh, a legend or true, but I've heard that story a couple of times and I've actually seen it, um, shorter versions of that, where if you just would have sat down and say, hey, this is the problem we're trying to solve. What do you think are the things that we should be thinking about? What would you suggest? You know, what are you seeing from your perspective? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty simple process. Um, but often we miss it. And not every issue is an issue for everybody. I don't know how many times, you know, oh, we're all going to be doing it this way. Well, not everybody does the same thing. So why would we even talk about that? Let's, let's identify the problem. Who's, who are the people that are in that sphere? And, and let's just deal with it. You know, many organizations these days are uh, moving to principles versus specific processes and uh, principles allow the freedom. You know, what are we, what does success look like? How do you gather, even from a work from home perspective, you know, that used to be the, the way in which you had to do this was by working in a place, you know, being at your desk in your cubicle and it could never work if people were working from their homes. Well, we've now know that's different. Well, it's the same thing with issues. Sometimes the issue or the solution is different for everybody. What you need to know is what are you trying to achieve? And then what are the guiding principles? I always like the idea of a sandbox, a framework, uh, and then allow people to play and create what they want in that sandbox, but stay within the sandbox. I like that. And no one approach or program will ever be the silver bullet. There's nothing worse than somebody coming back from some uh, training conference or something with a pamphlet and causing chaos. Uh, yeah, and you know, I don't know how many um, quote silver bullets that cost millions of dollars uh, I've seen fail. And you know, I, I don't know, I don't think I've ever initiated anything that's failed at that amount. Um, I usually had uh, smart enough people around me and I was at least um, not smart enough, but they, they were loud enough for me to finally listen before I actually got off off track. And then I learned to listen. But um, uh, man, you know, I can't believe how many failed systems in particular, big ideas that people have put in, but not put in well and not engaged up front and thought that it was going to solve everything and nothing ever solves everything. So I think you're right. This is a big one. And because none of that work was done up front, they never had a chance of success. 
Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's like the old thing. Uh, you know, you're climbing up the ladder and you re realize you're on the wrong wall. You know, this is definitely that can happen. And there's nobody holding the ladder. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist. Do your job well. If you are struggling with execution, seek out training and more experienced fellow workers and let's fix the problem because often these bigger solutions come in because individual aspects of something are not working properly. Yeah, you know what? Again, it's that transparency, but uh, um, as a leader, um, you need to set the, the environment where people are willing to be confident and comfortable to be able to express what they need. And, you know, my book, Safe Brave Spaces, uh, or In Search of Safe Brave Spaces, is really all about that. And the best organizations that I've been at are ones that create that. Uh, but it does take courage. Uh, but this is a big one that if, uh, um, and if someone brings in a hike that you really, you really uh, see something that you're concerned about, um, find ways to voice it in a way that is uh, respectfully direct. Um, you know, uh, one of the, I, you think I've used this in a couple of our podcasts, but the language around something's bubbling up for me. Um, something's churning in me about this. I'm not sure whether or not, uh, it would, it, it's something we should take into consideration or, or if you think the same thing, but let me just share what's coming up. Does that resonate with you as a potential risk of this new thing? Um, and if, if you can't get to the boss or whatever directly, then find someone who you can and share that concern in that way. It's not sharing, this is the stupidest idea that I've ever seen in the world. Uh, it's, it's something's churning in me. Something is concerning me. I'm not sure, but here's what I think. Yeah, and, and I think you're kind of hinting at this, but talk to your manager about the things you want to work on. I, I like this when somebody comes and say, listen, this process I'm working on, this is what I'm struggling with. So I want to do this part of it earlier because then I know if there's a more general problem with what we're doing and, and uh, I, I want to work on this and I just wanted to let you know that this is kind of what I want to do and why I want to do it. I love that. I, and I'm going to go talk to my bosses. Like when I ever, I have a meeting with my, my bosses say, yeah, that, that process a that we do uh, one of the, you know, Greg has figured out that, you know, we're, when we don't do this portion of it earlier on, we have, the potential for problems later on. So we're going to kind of move around things. I'll give you, I'll let you know in a couple of weeks how that's going. And I look like a good boss. This, my, you know, you look like a great employee and you know, my boss says, Hey, you guys are like, you guys are snapping, man. Like this is good. Yeah. You know, cause the other side of the hype, there are some good ideas that come through, but the other side of the hype is being the poo poo of all of the hype. Um, but why not talk to your manager, look at it and understand what is the, what are the things that this could do? If you see some things that it could help, how might I be able to contribute to it and, and get on board? Because the best way to ensure that uh, a hyped up idea um, is going to be successful, especially if it's a done deal, uh, is to be involved and help to provide input and guidance to help it be successful. Um, sometimes you don't have a choice. You know, the idea has been made. Corporate office in, in wherever it is has made the choice that this is where we're going. You can complain all you want, or you can help adapt it as best as possible, learn to figure it out to make it as successful as possible. 
Yeah, and uh, the next couple of points kind of grasp uh, certain portions of that. So the next one, if there is an issue boiling to the surface, jump into any process to figure things out. And I think back to my policing experience, one of the things that kind of creeped into the culture really well, it wasn't in every investigative unit that I worked, but in a lot of them, was we would have a, a case conference. So Greg, if you were doing an investigation, you're up against a wall or you had a problem or something, you and your partner, whoever, or if it's a big team, you'd have a case conference and you'd bring a bunch of people that weren't involved in the case, but had certain skills. And you'd give like a, a five or 10 minute synopsis of what's going on and what the problem is. And then you'd say, listen, can you guys give us a hand? And you know, it, the, the rule was there's no crazy suggestions, no crazy questions. And you would just, you know, talk it out for an hour or however long and there's somebody there taking notes to make sure they they get the ideas and stuff like that and it's a really healthy environment and when that happens all the time um you learn how to deal with issues in a really healthy way Mm, i think that's great and you know what again this is something that especially if you've had reservations at the beginning of a project and then you see them boiling out boiling up there's two things you can do there is, you, you know, there's a thing that I talk about, I think before about above and beyond, the, above and below the line. Above the line is to be curious, to be a volunteer, to be someone who is engaging towards moving something ahead. And below the line is being a victim and being blaming and going forward. You know, it's time to be above the line in this. And each of us has that choice every day and every moment. And even if it's something you had reservations for, if you see an issue boiling to the surface, um, bring it up. Not, uh, I told you so, Alistair, I, you know, I knew this was going to happen, like, you know, whatever, but just say, you know what, I, I know we had conversations about this before. We're starting to see some trends in this area and I'm worrying what, what we may have thought might happen, might happen. And it's still early enough in the process. Can we talk about what we can do to help mitigate it? That's a good point without saying, I told you so directly and slamming someone about it, because if you keep your mouth closed you're going to have to live with the results and uh, better to figure out what those issues are and figure out a solution up front yeah and the next point kind of touches on that as well be real and competent no one likes a pleaser so you know if if we've done a change and i'm going greg that was a great idea you know thank you for bringing that up and everything behind me is falling apart that's just crap, right? I mean, there's enough pleasers in our work or in our workplaces that, oh yes, that's a great idea. No, no, let's be real. Let's be competent about this. Because I think Greg, as a boss, you would want me to be, you know, respectful and all that stuff, but also to be very honest with you when you are seeking out feedback that I give you good feedback. Yeah. And you know, pleaser can sometimes just be, if you get caught up in something, we become blinded by the things that we don't see in front of us. So, you know, and I'm one of those optimist kind of folks. And uh, no, we, really, really? Yes. Yeah. I know. I know that's surprising. Uh, I, I always laugh because my wife is more of a realist. Uh, and so between Josette and I, we balance each other off, but each of us needs to enter each of the spaces and being aware of, you know, what are the things that I need to be realistic about and aware of and what are the things I can get still get excited about. Um, so there is, you can still ple- be a quote pleaser, but you can be an encourager, a champion, but you also have to have that balance. So you're right. If you're all on one side, if you're all the complainer, the, the doomsday person, that's not good. But if you're all the way to the pleaser and you're not any of the other realists, then that's not good. So how do you find that balance? 
No, I think, you know, Greg, you always look for the best in things. But what I like about your approach, I think you're probably more balanced than you realize you are because, you know, in a bunch of projects we've done together, you've asked for my opinion and my feedback. And you know I'm going to be very straightforward about what I think about something. And uh, you've always taken that advice and, 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 and you know, used it as you saw fit. But I, I don't think you're uh, unbalanced. And, you know, you do have a very positive attitude. But at the same time, you do seek out uh, critical um, analysis of what's going on. Yeah, I just think that's a grown skill. And I think this is, you know, the whole, this whole podcast series is about recognizing things. And I always end with, you know, the churn and the joy. Well, um, I am like that because of much churn that was in my gut that I learned from others and that people were honest and direct and respectful to me that allowed me to, to, to learn to pause and reflect and to see and to also take ideas and shift from what uh, good advice for others. But it takes time or, or more time. It takes a choice, it takes a, a choice to become that way. And, uh, and I'm glad that folks hung on with me as I was going through that. And what I like about, uh, you know, especially the way that you end off every podcast with your philosophy there, it's okay to feel uncomfortable when somebody's giving you some, uh, when they're giving you some feedback. It, that's just, you have to accept that that's the way you're going to feel. And uh, you just, you know, work through that, listen to what these people say, especially if they mean it, if they're there to help you to improve the process, you're just going to feel uncomfortable. And that's fine. That's the way it's supposed to feel. And mm -hmm. you just move on. But yeah, no, I, I think it's something uh, I think we've probably all worked with or for people or been in charge of people that don't like it when you when you give them some uh, suggestions, when you give some feedback. And I, I agree with you. I think it is uh, an acquired skill. Some people have an easier time with it than others. It's something I sometimes struggle with. It, and it often depends on where it's coming from and what their experience is. But, um, I think it's something that as we mature as people, as employees, as managers, uh, it's really, really important. Yeah. And you know, um, as a manager, as a leader, there is nothing more frustrating than finding out that others questioned it and didn't say anything about it. And it's frustrating, not only internally frustrating, why didn't they say anything, but it's also frustrating what's happening in our culture that I'm not creating a space for people to be able to say it. Cause again, so much can be solved by someone raising their hand and say, I got something that's churning in me. And I, I think, and, and I've got a solution or an idea that maybe we should consider early on. Boy, oh boy, that's a, that's a, that's a great way or during, because the whole thing around agile is, is learning, testing, piloting, trying, going forward. And that's, but you have to have that environment to, to do that. And one of the things that you're really good at it is the question thing. And if somebody doesn't feel confident enough to go, listen, Greg, this isn't going to work, then maybe the softer approach, which might help the person actually come forward and say something, is to phrase it in a question. Mm -hmm. I see that, you know, when we put these inputs in, we're getting this result. And I wonder whether we're putting in the right input. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I understand some people don't like to stand up to the boss or, you know, stand up to the person that's running a project and that person is very, very enthusiastic about their project. 
but maybe sometimes we we phrase it as a question as a as a softer intro into a discussion about what's going on. I really love that because you know even if I don't respond, you say, "By by gosh, Alistair, you yeah, it's, that's the exact thing we need to do." Even even if that's that's my that's my uh, old school uh, boss voice, but even if it is, I don't agree with you. You know what happens is those ideas we still hear it and they go in our head and and it makes us think and ponder and i just might be the kind of person i might say no at, at first but i might be the kind of person and i am kind of the person that sometimes has to kind of uh um uh resonate or you know like it's got it's got to stick with me a little bit it's got to churn a little bit in me in order to bring the best thing forward so but i've done my job by introducing uh, a little doubt or a question which is going to start off that process, which, right. you know, right. If you're that type of person that now needs to kind of chew on it for a little while, and then, okay, now I'm going to ask for some, I'm going to ask some people for some printouts and do a bit of testing and stuff like that. Uh, now I really need to know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be scared, bring that idea. And the way you brought it forward there was excellent. You know, it was soft enough and direct enough, and then you just let it go and see, and you don't have to get an answer. Don't hold on to it too long. Just, Lay it out and see where it goes. Just set the table. Yeah. I'm a little hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last two I'm just going to put together because I think we've kind of talked a little bit about them and they kind of go well together. But if possible, help out with a test of any solution and always share best practices with your fellow workers and all the other people involved in whatever you're dealing with. No, I think it's a great idea, you know, because we all bring different expertise and experiences to the table. And often we think that we don't have anything to contribute, especially if it's outside our area of expertise. But often the best ideas are outside our areas of expertise. So if you got an idea, bring it forward. If you got a question, um, uh, express it. If there's something bubbling up that you're concerned about, share it um it, uh, to your fellow and if you don't want to share it to your boss share it with your fellow uh team members so it makes a lot of sense that's a good one cool all right uh wrap up yeah i just for me you know uh good new exciting ideas aren't a bad thing hype isn't a bad thing in itself it can get people excited about stuff um but hype for the sake of hype Change for the sake of change is not a good idea. So uh, if you're a leader or an individual, you've got something that you're excited about, you think we can change uh, things and make things better, be bold, bring it forward, but ensure that you're doing the things that we talked about. You know, Be transparent about the why. Uh, uh, describe what you're trying to do, context and intention. Engage people in the process and then provide the space for people to um, help tweak and enhance it along the journey. That's, that, that is what will change hype to happiness. Well, I think that's going in the show notes. That's great, Greg. Uh, <laughs> yeah, everything you said there, and I think the two words which kind of summarize this whole thing to me is context and communication. Um, the rest of it, I, I think you kind of dealt with really, really well. And, uh, I'm one of those people, I don't mind changing things, but I get tired when that's all we're doing is changing and we're not doing. 
So uh, if there are going to be some changes, I want to know what the context is. And I just think it's really helpful uh, to everybody's relationship if you know, we're being open about what's going on and we just take away a lot of those negative questions that we might have. So listen, we hope that uh, some of what we have spoken about you find helpful and we hope that you didn't find anything we spoke of offensive or made you angry. But Greg, uh, your philosophy, we've already mentioned it and we should certainly talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just something that I learned earlier on from a coach and try to create in the spaces that I'm coaching. And that is that the best coaching experiences, the best learning experiences are ones where you experience a little bit of joy and a little bit of churn, a little bit of peeve, a little bit of happiness. So uh, joy and happiness when I, man, you know, I am doing that. I have tried that. I'm making progress. And churn and peeve is when something sticks to you and say, well, gee, I'm not very good at that. Or I failed in that. Both are good. It's just what you do with them. And we hope that in this session, like every other podcast, that you got a little bit of joy, maybe a lot of joy, and uh, a little bit of churn. Both are good. I like that philosophy. And we're going to do a bit of a shout out to a place in Thailand. It's it's inched into the uh, analytics of the show. Patani thailand thanks for joining us we really appreciate it now remember people uh people matter take the time with the people you work with they are an important part of your job your success or your failure talk to you next time take care